Welcome to another edition of Cloud Unfiltered. I'm your host, Mike Chenitz, and we're having a special edition at KubeCon in Europe. You can see I'm a little bit more tired. It's day two, and uh, you know we were out a little bit late last night, but we are here for, with my first guest of today, uh, David Magton. Did I say that right? Yeah, 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 yeah right. David from, Macton. From and how do you pronounce your company? Is it Palark? It's Palark. 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 Okay, so which is basically a consulting company, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are a professional services company uh, with uh, 15 years of experience. We've been running a lot of applications for our clients. We are really experienced in Linux, Kubernetes, Docker, and everything around. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is really you know it's it's a it's a great niche to be in because of the fact that. You know, so many of these traditional consulting companies really are starting to get into it, but they don't have a really good grasp in a lot of this stuff. So when you're focusing in on those things, it makes it so that that you really could 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 uh, do a lot of good in those areas. Uh, yeah, and to be honest, like we, we call it consulting, but it's not really consulting because we what 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 we mostly do is heavy lifting. So like we we do the the operation, the the hard stuff. So like yeah, yeah. we don't we we're not really good at teaching or educating people mostly what we do is we do by our hands sure and we just take responsibility for all the production uh, applications running and help people do 24 7 yeah, yeah. like so do you, I, do you do managed services or do you do uh, well, but, uh, not, not really like uh, what is managed services yeah, because, yeah. Like, there are, there are, we got to define all of that you know? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we manage applications sure. of our clients they do develop yeah, yeah. Like the, they they do development, and yeah. then like from Git, we take the responsibility. Like we yeah, help yeah. them with development environments, staging environments, pipelines, CI/CD, awesome. and production, and monitoring, and backups. So like this, yeah, yeah. this you yeah. call, you, you, we can call it like DevOps as a service, which is really bad, but <laughs> it makes sense. So what would that be, Dev? Ass, dev, dev, a, a, s, dev. Internally, we call we call it d a a s, but don't do this. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You you can find this this like organization pattern in DevOps topologies. They have like DevOps as a service, so it's it's not it's not our our invention, but. Yeah, we just we just help. For for fifteen years we've been doing this operation and like we do really like solving solving. Yeah, problems. so so that's that's a great point. So so you know, I always find that part to be very you know, it gets it can be extremely complex. Because you know, the it's funny because when I talk to other people I that that have worked for a lot of these cloud you know, cloud native companies um, who are solving problems one of the biggest problems that I think hasn't been solved yet is really that, you know, people were accustomed to creating this legacy code. It was very easy to check in. You're done. You kind of create Jenkins. It's done. Whatever. You, you don't have a huge pipeline, and it's easy. But then when you start to break up everything into microservices, then you have, like, all these different pieces that have to talk to each other. And you got to create different YAML files and different Docker files and different, you know, all these different pieces and components. And they really haven't figured out how to make that easy for the end user, for the person that's that's doing DevOps. I, I just don't do microservices. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be easy. <laughs> but, uh, speaking seriously, what yeah. I've seen during the last five, eight years, yeah. maybe, a lot of small companies with like five or 10 or 20 developers, startups, or, or startups inside large organizations, but like yeah. small teams, 
doing 100 microservices. Right? That's people, crazy. People, what <laughs> like are that's, you doing? That's a little like, crazy. Yeah. Word micro doesn't mean nano. Like, it's <laughs> not nano services. So probably like the, the right sizing, yes. the right sizing makes life much easier. Like the correct boundaries and, and, uh, and uh, right sizing. That's... Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, t I totally agree. I mean, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people do stuff because they hear it's like the, the cool thing to do I, or the right I, thing to do. We've heard Netflix, <laughs> Netflix uh, does this, then we, we also should. Yes. So, so let's just do that just because it makes sense, you know. But oh, if yeah. you have a good, really, I, I always talk to people and I always say, you know what, think about what your requirement is. Do you need better scale? Do you need better, you know, what is it that you need that's going to drive this decision? And that's what you should do. Then, then back into the technology. Uh, <laughs> If if you're if you're a good engineer, yeah. By, by good, I'm 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 joking. Yeah. Then your first requirement uh, will be uh, to create something that will educate you, that something complex and interesting. <laughs> so like when you when you start uh, any of your activities by like in, uh, intention to invent something or educate yourself, then you are not doing good <laughs> as an engineer because like your task as engineer to make things as simple as possible like <laughs> and to really well understand requirements like real requirements not not imagine them yes. not invent them so yes. yeah, yeah i think we all we all need um need to be honest with with ourselves like why 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 we do like requirements should be dumb like yeah uh, and and uh, like <laughs> I, i totally agree i mean i th i think that you know to me i'm a techie so i don't always uh you know I don't always listen to myself, to, just to be honest. You know, like I want to see that new thing because just I like to play around with it. <laughs> but but you know, it's it's different when you when you want to play with something versus deciding to use that in production just because just for no reason. You know, so so I, I can make that distinction. You know, there's lots of stuff. Luckily I'm in a position where I'm an emerging tech. So it's my job to look at these different things. Yeah. But You know, it's, that's not everybody. That's not what everybody does. Most people are in jobs where, where they have to implement something. And, and so, so if you're thinking about that, you have to make the right decision, not only for the technology, but also think about, like, who's managing this? Who's going to take over this when I'm not here? I might be really smart. I might not be. But I might be really smart and might, might be able to manage all this whole process. But especially if you're, like, stitching together, like, open source solutions – and you don't have a lot of support for those solutions, think about who's going to take over that after you're gone, you know? And maybe you don't care, but that's, that's, that's a different story. But, you know, you have to think about these things. Sure. Uh, I have this concept of, of like, the whole, the whole technology ecosystem, whole Kubernetes <laughs> ecosystem, like, pulsating. Like, it's, it's, it's a pulsation. Like, <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like, and each time, I, or, or you can think, like, like, like ocean, like waves in the ocean during during a high tide so like yeah, yeah. each each ne next wave is go, goes a bit further yeah uh, but, but but it's a wave so it, like it goes yeah. back and it, forth back and for forth. a little bit and then it'll fade out it'll yeah, yeah, just... yeah 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 and um i think the most important skill is like to understand where, where they're going to be water and where, where, where are they going to be sand. Yeah. So, like, what, what, is, what, 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 great... what is really solved and what is just experiment and, and it's going to go back and yeah. only, only on a next wave or maybe in three waves, yep. it's, it's going to be possible to use it really in production and, and like, yeah. uh, on a large scale. So that's, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that, um, you know, you're seeing a lot of people that, that are kind of looking at Kubernetes now, and and then they're like, well, there's this thing over here called Wasm. Maybe maybe we look at that for a little bit and, and see, how that's, see how that's working. But they have to realize that these things are can, can be mutually exclusive. They have, there's different th- different reasons why you would use them. You know, so so you know, there, there's there's some similar, but but very you know, there can be different reasons to use them. <laughs> I spent whole my professional career working with containers, one way or another. In yeah. I think like 2007, uh, I, I I wrote a prototype in Python, like Docker, my my own version of Docker, uh, on a, on a on a C groups Linux namespaces. I, I think I think after after I was on a conference and heard about Solaris zones. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like. Okay, I have gentle Linux, and I wanna, I wanna, I wanna have these containers. So, like, it's 15 years. It's, yeah. it's, it's sometimes since that moment. So we've been like first adopters of, not first one in in a like first wave of, of Docker. Because when I've seen Docker, okay, it's it's like pretty much what I wanted yeah. the whole the whole my life. Immutability, yeah. like golden image, but done right. So this 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 stuff, and then we've been managing large installations of Docker with Chef. You won't believe it as a, as an orchestration layer, which was <laughs> not that pretty. And then Kubernetes for me, it was like so so natural uh, transition. I, uh, being a like CTO of the company, I, I never of, of a consulting company, so we yeah. have to like I, I, it, it was like no brainer for me. Okay, this thing will will rock. So yeah. like uh, basically, and it was 2016, 2017. I, I'm, yeah, I'm really, I'm yeah. really bad at, at yeah. dates. Uh, like uh, I don't know yesterday. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so um, so I've been following um, Kubernetes since uh, 2007. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but like I've been I've been in, in, into this. But with with Wasm, I I, I like. I do really enjoy the concept of being able to write C++ for uh, for uh, my 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 browser <laughs> because I do I do write in C++ and my it's, yeah. it's my it's my weapon of choice which yeah. is also a strange thing nowadays but uh, I don't know other other like I, I don't believe in Wasm. that's 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 yeah. that's that's my person <laughs> just because I've been following for 15 years containers, I understand them well, and yeah, yeah. I, I haven't been. So it's it's like for, for me, it's hard to to really like. Uh, is it is it will it be a thing in five years? I cannot tell this, but yeah. like uh, I, I know that I already like five years ago. I've been telling people that okay, forget about Linux. Linux now it's the same as like assembler. Yeah, yeah. you will not use. It directly, yeah, because you will use Kubernetes only. Yeah, so it's like new layer of abstraction that you only will be using. Yep, I cannot tell this about Wasm. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I don't have this information. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's this small context. Now. It's a small community. It's just like <laughs> Kubernetes when it started. I mean, we're, it's it's anybody's guess where it's going to go at this point. You know, it's 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 nice to have a choice in technology. I think that. Um, you know, we'll we'll have to see, and I think they'll have different use cases. I don't think Kubernetes is going anywhere to, for for sure right now, but. Um, you know, I definitely think they'll they'll have different use cases sure. in, terms of, in terms of that. 
You know, it's funny that you say C++. I came up, I was in, I start. you know, I'm, I'm pretty old now, I think, you know, yeah, old man. Uh, oh, but, no. uh, but, but I, you know, when we learned it was basic and then, then, then Pascal and then, uh, and then I learned like assembly and C++ and C and, oh, and C++ was <laughs> yeah. awesome. Like when you compare it to, to uh, but you know what, uh, Go is very similar and actually it's, it's back. I, I believe it's backwards compatible to, to C++. I have a really <laughs> bad joke about Golang. I think it's a really good framework for C++. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's. Uh, now I'm trying to rewrite Prometheus in C++ and my my idea is like Prometheus has a a query engine and has a time series database yeah Um, I don't want to rewrite query engine because I think it's 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 fine it's it, it's fine and uh, maybe like it's it's not something I can do uh, alone like as a, as a as a yeah. now it's not some project it's for people working on it but nevertheless uh, <laughs> so um, I'm writing t- t- time series database yeah yeah and um, what I was able to do is really well integrate Golang with C because like you can call uh, from Golang's uh, external code like C C C C C calling convention but. Um, uh, you are limited with uh, with uh, Goran time internals, and it's not efficient. But you can write uh, in assembly uh, in go, go assembly a little bit, and then yep. you make if you have uh, pure functions that do not uh, go to disk or, or network, you can cheat and, and make it really efficient. And then like okay, I can write like let's say orchestration like high-level stuff in Go and then do, like, hard stuff that requires enormous efficiency in, in a C++ and combine them together. Yeah, yeah. So I do really uh, enjoy enjoy uh, <laughs> this this uh, collaboration between Golang and uh, C++. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, so when you're writing this, right, so you're obviously writing it for speed. Is there a specific project or you just think that you can optimize it? Um, uh, uh, it's it's a long story, <laughs> um, uh, also from two thousand something. Uh, I, I do really love Prometheus. I think yeah, it's, Prometheus it, is great. It solves the problem right. Yeah. The only problem is enormous CPU and RAM usage, so, because like yeah. if you have um, cluster of like thirty nodes, and if you do monitoring right, if you have all the metrics, it goes like one million, two millions uh, of active time series, and this gives you like. 30 gigs of RAM. Uh, last version of Prometheus cut it memory usage sufficiently, but nevertheless, it's like 20 gigs or 15 gigs of RAM. So it's, and you, you have to pay for like for virtual machines, and yeah. and it, it's always a dilemma. Like, do I will have all the metrics, or <laughs> do, like do I want to pay? The, it's 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 hard. Um, and I I believe in this pulsation. So yeah. uh, I think that okay, we have technology that on a on a like user experience does everything like uh, feature wise like it does everything completely right okay why not to iterate on this and make it like much more efficient what yeah. i was able to do is um i can store like 1 million of active time series in 100 megabytes of ram which is close to 50 times more uh, efficient so 50 times is uh, is uh, really is really wow. a leap yes. yeah <laughs> yeah um, so I, I hope in several months i am I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna present it like publicly to open source community awesome. and I, yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes maybe yeah, I'll, I'll check back i'll check back in with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks 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 so uh, and um, um, idea is like i want to have metrics but i don't want to pay for them 
Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, like if you, if well, you because if, I mean, metrics are that's that's the key to so many things that we're doing in the in the cloud native world right now, and even non cloud native. I mean, you know, it's just. Everybody wants the data. Everybody's going to do something with that data, and then you're going to react to it in some way, whether it be automated or manual, or you know. So that's the key uh, to all these systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, OM killer comes and and just just yeah. just just uh, kills your Prometheus because uh, it's too much data and you don't have. Uh, mm. And then then. Uh, some people ask why why are we paying paying 10k per month for for this uh, virtual machine or like several <laughs> virtual machines because for Prometheus we need to have several replicas like why why are we paying uh, not so large but <laughs> sufficient like well-sized bill for uh, for uh, for uh, for nothing because for for a business it doesn't give us like it's just 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 some data we don't like uh, it's <laughs> So yeah, and, and actually, from a from a, I'm just thinking outside the box here, but you know, I'm working with several several um, projects that are about sustainability on you know on on uh, you know cloud native sustainability. So really, from a sustainability perspective, that would help a lot too. Yeah, sure. Uh, next thing after 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 I've done with Prometheus, if if I if I succeed, I will I will go and and uh, rewrite Cube API server. Uh, first thing, uh, it needs to be integrated with etcd as a one binary. Then you will uh, not have extra extra traffic. And like um, nowadays, etcd stores all um, pretty much all data in RAM. And then like API server stores the same data in RAM again uh, before the cache. And like it's um, if you have one binary, then you will not have uh, like. Double and then we write some in C plus plus and this also will will save the planet. <laughs> well, yeah, enormous amount of resources. Um, it's 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 a hard question. Like whether iterate faster or whether uh, whether make the code really efficient. And yeah. So that's 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 kind of like the double edged sword because you you it's easier to develop if you separate those things because you have them on their own kind of kind of train there. But if you if you Put them together. Now you're converging that code, and now you have to like match that up and oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, Lego yeah. pieces yeah. every time. Yeah. Uh, Michael, <laughs> pulsations, waves, waves. First wave gives gives you function. Like first wave gives you gives you idea. Yeah, yeah. Second waves gives you like some function proof of concept. Third yes. waves gives you like something that you can really use. Yep. And fourth, fifth, sixth waves they are also exist, and they gives you like much more um, efficient and uh, like. <laughs> Neaty, neaty thing. Uh, think about like uh, Apache, uh, Apache two, uh, uh, and 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 Genix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of same, same stuff, but like ten times more efficient. Yes. Uh, like, yeah. We've we've all been using uh, Apache two, which which is written in in C, uh, in C, yeah. not in C plus plus. I think I don't remember, but yeah. um, uh, uh, okay, it was nice, but then. Nginx yeah. came. Everybody like, always uh, uses Nginx these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like uh, the difference in in resource consumption is huge. Yeah, and that makes a huge difference, especially on the clouds. When if you're consuming in the clouds, I yeah, mean, that's 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 a really expensive proposition. So yeah, so any way to decrease that spend is is amazing. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, you know that like with with, with clouds. Um, I don't know where, where it all goes. I, I I expect to 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 see like on-premise clouds done really well in the next ten years. I I, I hope I, so. I've I been looking for it, and we've been, 
you know, companies that I've been around, you know, have been working on it for a long time, but I don't think anyone's done it right yet. And, and really, to me, I, I talk about this all the time, but it's, it's not that difficult. Look at what the clouds have done, okay? What the clouds have said is people care about creating their application in the easiest friction-free way possible. This isn't brains, you know, this isn't, this isn't, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's, the fact is, is that you have to consume it the same way on the, um, on, on the, um, you know, on the private side too, because really what people, people don't care about the, the server, they don't want to care about the servers and the network and, and all this kind of stuff. They want to care about the application. Now, I'm not saying the servers and the network aren't important. They're very important. But they want to consider, they want to, we used to look at it from a bottoms up, which was like, okay, let's plug in a network port. Okay, then plug in the server. Okay, then add the VM. Okay, then add the Kubernetes. That's going from the bottom up. What people want to see now is from the top down. Here's the application. It happens to contain all this other stuff. But what we care about the application first. Yeah. And how to consume that application. So we care about all the services around that. So you have to provide that that infrastructure, you know, that that capability to consume that in that way, and then just happen to send the servers on subscription or something like that when they consume a certain amount. You know, there has to be a different way of consumption. We have to think differently, and that's what these traditional companies have to do. Yeah, <laughs> what, what 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 I'm waiting for is like Kubernetes distribution that you can install on bare metal, that you can install on any cloud that that is completely sane and that has all the managed services inside this distribution. So you have you can have like Postgres managed Postgres uh, operated like, but but automatically automatically set up like well operated, and and like if you wanna if you wanna have like. Redis or whatever, whatever, whatever software you consume, like inside and well done. Um, so, I, I, I like in my in my like uh, dreams, dreams. Let's say dreams. I see that like you can not in a click on a mouse, like in in five clicks you can move your workload from on premise maybe to some cloud. So that's that's yeah. that's that stuff. Yeah. So that's move it where you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and I, 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 uh, sorry, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that like cloud providers, um, they have uh, two things in their mindset. First, they think always large scale. So like uh, for control for control plane of our cloud, we need uh, just one thousand of of uh, bare metal machines. So that's <laughs> because like um, and they always think about horizontal scaling, and they they have enormous amount, but. For on-premise, even even for not not like the largest enterprises, but it's it's only gonna be ever like one thousand or like five racks, ten racks. <laughs> not so many companies go uh, beyond this beyond this this sizing. Or when they do, it's usually like for specific project, not not for like general general stuff. So one one thing is like cloud providers think large scale. And uh, and a second, they they wanna uh, basically they're selling their hardware, uh, so they may <laughs> make money. So they don't wanna user to be able like to to live on premise. So of that's course. that's against yeah. against the 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 strategy. Yeah, I mean so. uh, every company is there to make money, obviously. I, I, so I, I, so you know they're gonna they're gonna try and do things to make more money. I mean that's just 
I don't I don't fault any of them for that. But you know, people if they want to do, if they want to have that kind of uh, compatibility, you know, inside it, then you just have to make decisions about like. Do you want to install your own Kubernetes, maybe on an EC2 instance or on a, you know, or, or something like that? But you know, um, you know, people can make those decisions, and I think as you know, if that's one of your needs, and as you get educated with with what what you know these kind of things can provide, you you, you can avoid some of that lock-in. But even on even if you use Kubernetes on on any of these platforms, I mean, that's very portable as long as you don't use a lot of the other. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, but they are even even though they like they are same, but yeah. but but different. Uh, different. So you have you have different different sure. CNI, you different do. CSI. You do with uh, with um, peculiarities. Yeah, uh, yes, like, true, uh, true. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. And it's funny because I had uh, my friend from Sivo on yesterday, and he was talking about going back to your your uh, you know ease of use a little. He told me about this this project called Cube First. Cube First. Cube First. Yeah. So I I didn't hear of it before either, but I'm gonna definitely check it out. And what it does is he was telling me is it will set up. Your whole environment, like like Kubernetes and and your and your pipeline, and it will create like auto like logging for dev in dev and in your Git and you can use GitHub or GitLab and you can use it, and it sets everything up super easy. So it's supposed to be amazing, and the way that it it does this, it's all orchestrated, and it's like he said, it's the way that it's what I've been looking for. He said, so I'm definitely gonna check this out, but but I think it's something that could. Like you could you could use it. It sounds like, and, and again, I haven't really checked it out. So um, it sounds like you could use it to really set up like customers' pipelines or even your own pipelines and things like that. Really, really easy in your Kubernetes clusters and everything else. And I could be quoting this wrong, uh, but but it's 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 a way to orchestrate that. So it's something that I'm really going to look into. Um, it sounds like what you know what you're what you're thinking of too a little bit. Uh, maybe uh, now I also want to check on <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Um, what I'm usually uh, after after seeing all the projects yeah. uh, on this KubeCon, on previous KubeCons, and uh, after after like um, following ecosystem for last several years, I can see that so many projects are optimizing like day zero. Yeah, like yeah. First experience. Yeah. But day one, day two really really bad like because because the, the experience is not yet uh, existent not so many people are operating kubernetes for years uh, yeah. now it's it's much better than yeah, like yeah. two years ago but yeah. Uh, yeah so what i'm afraid usually is like it's it looks nice at the beginning but in one year we gonna have problem because how it gonna update all the components how like what is what is like long term long-term support like how how yeah. it all how it all goes so that's because i'm from operation yeah <laughs> because i uh, like consultants are i think uh, it's always like when you when you look at, at the other jobs you you think that it's easier yeah. <laughs> than yours but like as a consultant you can say you should use this and then like they will gonna gonna suffer with it but it's it's not your problem because you you're long uh, long gone <laughs> For us, it's we we are responsible for the project for years, yeah. so we should choose something that is reliable and that we will be able to live for a long time. So that's I, I when I, when I see new technology, I always think how it's gonna help me 
in the next five years. Yeah. So that's that's approach. Yeah. So let me ask you another question. So so I know that you said you, you do a lot with pipelines and helping customers with that. How do you see customers, um, you know, uh, working with security now in these things? Because here's the thing. I mean, I, and, and I say this a lot too, is, is that, you know, developers are designed to for for speed meaning they just want to get the application out as fast as possible and usually security is an afterthought so in your in your way when you recommend to customers how do you tell them to to kind of inject that security layer and keep them safe it's um <laughs> thank you for asking it's it's really enormously important yes. topic nowadays yes. uh i would say it's still a jungle <laughs> Um, because no one knows uh, like what to do and uh, how to do it right. Um, basic stuff. Security is, is about players. Sure. Um, and security is about easiness of use. Absolutely. Uh, so like if your security creates barriers, uh, people will invent ways around. Yes. Um, I've seen that plenty of times. <laughs> we all we all seen this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, facilitation. Uh, that's that's the way. Uh, what I really like, like in last years, it's eBPF, which is like enormously. And I've seen uh, we've been using Cilium a, a lot in in, um, sure. uh, and it's super nice. Um, but also like. Um, with with eBPF, I've seen I I I really bad at names. I yeah. don't remembering names, but like I've seen um, uh, projects that um, monitor your container or pod and says, okay, normally this pod access this network endpoint and um, Falco? does does Falco? Uh, no, I don't uh, know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. I, but, uh, let's let's talk about idea. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah, not no, talk no, about like the, <laughs> so like the, the whole idea that. Yeah. You have a you have a profile of the application that is uh, gathered uh, sure. autom automatically. Yeah, yeah. So like, what syscalls this application normally need, what network endpoints uh, it access, uh, yeah. what DNS queries it does, and so on. Yeah. And um, when new version or like when, when there is a drift from this profile, yeah, you have a you have a some a some event. Uh, sure. I hope that. If we if we at some point attach AI to 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 this stuff, it might solve the like the the problem. But what what we do now is a uh, like code scanners for CVEs, uh, network security. So like uh, Falcon and 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 like yeah. uh, open policy agent uh, yep. stuff. So that's 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 tools we use we use nowadays but what what i believe in is a uh, is ebpf plus uh, either large and good database of like uh, heuristics like yeah. or or ai yeah. uh, or ai on top of the the <laughs> large library of cases so that's that's what i what i believe in yeah no absolutely and um so so uh, you know what, what are you seeing as like, uh, you know, I love to add, ask people who are definitely consultants and, and doing things in, in the business. What do, you, what do you see like a lot of customers gravitating to in terms of technologies these days? Do you see any trends in those things or is it pretty much the same? Or do, or do you recommend just like, uh, you know, this kind of this kind of Kubernetes and this kind of, you know, whatever comes around there? Do you have like a stack or? 
Well, you mean like what what do we use for our projects? Yeah, like how do you like what do customers want to use or or what do you do you use either way? Um, <laughs> what customers yeah. want to use? Um, it's it's um it's um it's an interesting question. <laughs> um, I mean, um, it depends. Uh, mostly like the largest vendor that is like that they can afford because um, the larger company goes, the, they need a large vendor to be sure that this uh, solution will will have a long life. Sure. Um, to be honest, it doesn't work with all the large vendors because some some large vendors have a tendency to killing projects with a, <laughs> with enormous <laughs> enormous uh, yeah. speed, but. Um, nevertheless, um, what we do is we have a unified stack. So okay. uh, we tell our customers uh, that okay, guys, uh, we wanna like we are IKEA. Let let yeah. let let put it this way. So like, uh, unfortunately, we don't do like uh, de design furniture customized yeah. because like if we do this, it's not going to be reliable, efficient, and so on. So we, we work on our... We have um, several open source projects. So one of them is... Yeah, uh, talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them is uh, Verf, which is uh, which is a uh, Holland uh, name for a uh, shipyard. Oh. Uh, yeah, um, project started like eight years ago. Originally, it was uh, for building Docker images. And oh. uh, now it's a CI-CD tool. Uh, it's a CLI tool, a CLI-only tool. Uh, it is. Uh, we donated it like a year ago, or, or maybe half a year ago, to CNCF. So it's a CNCF project now. Um, it does well three things. Well, it does many things, but three th things like really well and unique. Um, it builds Docker images, which is funny. Because, like <laughs> uh, um, the easiest way to explain it, you have a Git repo. Yeah. You put a file inside it. And this file describes uh, Docker images you have in this repo, and also you put a Helm chart uh, nearby. You do commit, and then you run verf build, and it checks, okay, I do have this Docker file, but I don't have Docker image for that for, for it in uh, registry. Sure. But for this Docker file, I already have image, so it builds only what, what is required. Then you change something, make another commit, run verve build, and verve detects that, okay, you've changed source code, this source code was used to build this Docker image, so I need to rebuild it. So it does like, no, we call it like registry reconciliation or registry <laughs> convergence. That's cool. Uh, yeah, uh, we even invented a word like uh, determinism, like, <laughs> like determinism, yeah. but from Git. So that's, like, that's what, cool. and, uh, what you get is what you get. Uh, yeah. It's, it's uh, <laughs> another, another, another uh, catchy thing. So basically, it's like kind of dependency manager and uh, and a registry reconciliation tool. It does all the cleanup. It knows the Git history, and it it, it uses Git history uh, to clean up the registry to build images, rebuild images. So that's one part. Another part is um, extended version of Helm. So we have Helm uh, included in Verve, and it has a really good tracking. So in Helm, when you when you run Helm install, when you do, do deploy um, resources into Kubernetes. Uh, Helm uh, like has two options. It just render manifests and says everything done, or you have a dash dash wait uh, option, and then Helm waits, but you don't know for what it waits. Uh, literally, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it just waits. Like yeah. oh, and, and then it maybe fail, or may, may, at sometimes maybe not. <clears throat> so what what Verve does 
it tracks, it watch after it rendered manifest to Kubernetes, it watches everything. And just shows you like, okay, you have this deployment rolling out. Uh, it has some problems uh, like live check or readiness probe doesn't doesn't go well, and uh, it can output logs. So it's it's like really really nice That's neaty cool. neaty yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, and the third uh, the third thing um, it does unique uh, is a concept of bundles. So you can you can basically uh, combine Helm chart. And all the build images into one artifact and oh, push it cool. into registry. It's specifically useful if you have, like, uh, for example, you have many customers uh, and like you produce software and then you need them to install it, or if you have like air gap environments. So you yeah. have your Git, your your registry, and your CI, and like you build images, you build charts into your registry, and then you have some air gap environment with I've had registry that before. Yeah, it was registry inside. <laughs> And Kubernetes inside. And then yeah. you have a laptop that has access to one registry yeah. and to another. Yeah. And you do just like verb bundle copy. And you copy the bundle from one registry to another with all the images and help chart that's ready nice. to use. I yeah, like that's that. that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So we use we use Verve a lot for all, all the it's we it has integration with GitHub Actions, with GitLab CI. So we use mainly GitHub Actions, GitLab CI, but also like you can use Jenkins or any yeah. because it's CLI yeah, tool yeah, just yeah, you, you of course. And uh, you can think of it as, as, of, as of a glue between uh, Docker, Git, Helm, yeah. Docker registry. So it's kind of like, like nice, nice, nice glue. Uh, the other thing is uh, we have, uh, we have uh, our own Docker, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> Kubernetes distribution. Uh, it's called Deckhouse. Uh, so it's just we, like we use our own Kubernetes. Is there any any differentiator between that and some of the other, or, or is it hardened, or is it? Um, eh. It has uh, all the all the things we need out of the box. So okay. it has it has included Prometheus with all the dashboards and really nice monitoring. It has like Dex for uh, identity for authentication. Uh, like it it has all the all the. Th so, and many, many, many. Like it has Cilium. So, for example, like we, we, we use it on top of all the clouds: Azure, OpenStack, Google, uh, Open uh, Azure, AWS, Google. We also use it on top of OpenStack, VMware. So we have like uh, identical environment uh, on top of any with Cilium, with uh, like with 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 the stuff that is like same everywhere yeah um so we tell our customers okay guys if you if you want to have quick result uh, and if you want to pay not 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 that large bill for a custom setup that is yeah. not like uh, we've we've already had project like yours five times we can we can show you uh, and we can do it like in two months you, you will be fine but on our stack which is completely open source yeah and it's based on all the vanilla technologies but it's like bundled by us because yeah. The the hard stuff is updating. If you have like two hundred clusters in one hundred customers, you need you need to update like Kubernetes from one twenty five to one twenty six, and now from one twenty six to one twenty seven. How you do this? Like, or you leave your customers? Okay, I've installed you, uh, install you Kubernetes one one thirteen, and now you you're gonna leave with it for for like till your project die or like what? So. We, we solve this. Yes, yeah. and Dex is one of the projects that we contribute to. So, oh, cool! Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, one of one of our employees is one of one of I think two maintainers of yeah, Dex. Yeah, yeah. Mark, who's on my team, is he came from Bonsai Cloud. He was uh, oh. he's, he's the other maintainer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Max is he's from my team. <laughs> well, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, we've we've been using Dex a lot. We have like 200, 200 installations of Dex, and it's yeah, really yeah. cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. 
So, uh, so I know we're getting towards the end here. So, so I wanted to ask you a couple questions. Uh, you're at you're at KubeCon. What interests you here? What have you found that's that's pretty interesting? Is there anything new? Is there anything you're excited about? Um, uh, I spent the whole day uh, yesterday on our booth and yeah, uh, yeah. walking walking around and at startup area. Yeah, yeah. What I what I see it's it's not what interests me. What uh, what I see is I see enormous amount of user interfaces for for things that that like for open source projects. Yeah. So I think it's it's a large large trend nowadays. Just like make the the hard stuff uh, that that has like. API or, or whatever user friendly so the, what what's like current 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 wave is 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 uh, is <coughs> iteration about how to make things user as user friendly as 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 possible so in in startup area um, what I've seen is like UI yet another to, to be honest like I I, I don't want to be rude but at the same time I I, I don't want to be dishonest so yet another uh, user interface to solve the the uh, one little problem I, I think it's it's gonna it's gonna evolve somewhere yeah I mean so, so the I, question is who consumes that you know so really that's that's the because you know if you're in DevOps you want to consume things as code so yeah. so. It's really is—is is this the IT interface to DevOps, or who who is going to consume that? You know, that's a good question, <laughs> and I don't know the answer. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm like, okay, who's going to use this? Yes. <laughs> and I, I think they all solve day 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 zero problem. Like, they, it's it's nice it's nice for a for a presentation. Like, it's nice to sell. Yeah. But not infrastructure as code that that what i was thinking during last 15 years and and now you say me like okay yeah, we're gonna sell you a, a user interface i think it's a different you know to be fair i do think it's a different different buyer different different yeah. you know but i just don't know i think it's still to be determined who that consumer is of, yeah. of that maybe maybe it's it's <laughs> part of uh, getting things available for much larger audience maybe, yeah maybe, maybe that's, or, or that's, newer i mean i don't i don't know yeah, you know to me yeah to me, I'm, I'm not sure. For, for me, user <laughs> interface is a, is a good thing, but I, I want to have it read-only. Yeah. Like to, to be able to quickly, quickly look at things, but if I want to change them, I, I want to I wanna do a git commit. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that is the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, thank you so much. Where can people find you if they, if they want to find you or find more about your company? Where can, where can uh, people find you? Pelark.com. Uh, you can find me in LinkedIn, um, David Macton. I am the only one. Uh, and here at Cubicon in startup area, we have a, we have a booth. You can find in a, on, a, on, a, on a conference map. You can find a booth number and, and, a, and the way how to get it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a, been a pleasure. Thank you, Michael, for, for having me. All right. 